Welcome to the Trifecta Podcast, the video game podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Pat. Uh, I am joined by Tris. Tris, how's it going? Hey. And we're also joined by Sam. Sam, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I- I'm excited. I'm ready to talk of video games and all of the things in between. Um, I think I think we've been joking about having a game conch. I'm just going to hand the conch to Trist. Tell us of the video games. Oh, boy. We, I guess we got quite a bit to talk about tonight. So, <laughs> um, what am I playing? So, I've been playing a little bit of, well, a couple things, um, touch and go. Um, a little bit of Normal Heroes 3. I put about 10, 15 minutes into it. I just knocked out the rank 8 boss uh for to make sure that i'm not you know dealing with spoilers i won't say who it is (laughs) the boss fight wasn't what i thought it would be and apparently travis was like nah i ain't gonna kill you or will i i'm like huh it's like dead you're not dead oh i know that fight yeah i'm like yeah all right cool whatever that yeah that was totally weird. i think that fight lets people know the head frame of that game right where it's like you may have a checklist but Suda's going to do whatever he wants yeah that's essentially what yeah that's essentially what that is switching on to metroid dread i will talk about this a little bit more in depth later but just to give it a glance um, long story short, if you don't get this game, I will come over to your place. I will kick your door down and I will take you to Walmart and I will buy this for you where oh, you can find it for $49.99 instead of $59.99 because Walmart has games $10 cheaper than everybody else. Yes. What? That's a good pro tip. Yes. I didn't never say Yes. I saw it myself as a this is interesting. This is ten dollars cheaper than everybody else. I'm not complaining, but yeah. hmm. They also have a uh, Metro Dread coffee mug. Oh yeah, I got one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm not even kidding. I I have one. I definitely got it. You have to pre-order online to get it. You can't just get it in the store. Yeah. Uh, it's like, sold out. In-store pickup is uh, sold out. Yeah. Right now. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, so simply put, Metroid Dread, very, very good. Um, co-developed by Nintendo R&D and Mercury Steam together. Difficult, but is it is very fun. It is fun to backtrack and explore. These boss fights are crazy. So crazy. <laughs> And um, there are parts of the game where you have to move carefully, or else you're going to get it, it. It's like game over. If you if if you hit the EMMI, it's straight up game over. This is that is not a spoiler, mm-hmm. because that's just part of all of the trailers that Nintendo has officially released, and it has not. And it's like the story. Yeah, it's but, got like a, a nemesis system, right? It's like you got somebody. Is it chasing you all the time or? No, like, so there are actual areas where the EMMI are. You can tell what they are and you got to make sure that you don't run into it. You can eventually beat it. But 
it's going to be a while before you can beat it. And there's more than one also. Oh, okay. There's like no spoilers, but there are, and um, this is on their website. There are seven. They are they are, are they bosses or is there like one per? I guess this is not this is kind of spoiler in terms of function, but is it like a I've entered a new zone and oh no, one of those guys is going to be waiting for me? Correct. Okay. So think of it like if you're in Turian, if you're in Norfair, there's one in different areas, and each area is huge. Oh my god, it's huge! Like oh, like this is like huge. A lot of people are saying that this is um this is as good as Super Metroid. Some people are saying slightly better. Take that as you will. So I have not finished it. I probably put in about a good two hours. Do you but, like the design? This white oh, and blue version oh my, of Samus? Oh my god. It's it's definitely different. Um and there's a reason why she's blue, which I won't spoil. Is she sad? Oh, she's not sad, but you know, you play a little bit, like barely, like pretty much when you first start the game, mm -hmm. you kind of figure out what happened. Yeah. Sam, 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 have you also played it, Sam? Yeah, I, I not as much, but yes. So this takes place. After it's Fusion, right? Yes, this is Metroid 5. So this is after Fusion. So she has the tinge of the Fusion suit a little bit. That's why you kind of see a little bit of color there. Because you remember, she don't got her power suit anymore because of um, the SAX parasite. But um, there are new abilities here. And some of them are like, oh. And the biggest thing I talked to Sam about this earlier, mm -hmm. like, dude, two hours in, I don't have the damn morph ball yet. Wait, what? It's, yeah, it, it's like that. It's one of the. It's yeah, this game's gonna throw you for a loop, dude. But what I if I made it to roll? Oh, trust me, that <laughs> <laughs> man. Alrighty, I. You know what? I'm not. I'm gonna stop doing leading joke questions. Yeah, and uh, be be excited. Um. You are the latest tomorrow. Damn my it. question <laughs> is, is there voice acting? That would be my one big question. Um, well, I guess not big, but. Not that much, but yes. Okay, I actually cool. I actually heard that Samus actually speaks. Oh, does she say baby? I don't know what she says. Oh, okay. That's like further down the line, because I probably got to like the second or third area. Barely, but I am nowhere near at the part where she speaks. And I've only knocked out one boss. Just one boss. Um, and I, I guess I have one more follow-up question for both of you on this. Actually, two. But uh, what was th two, uh, first person or the Prime series or traditional 2D? Like, which one do either of you favor? 2D. I can't do this 3D. Metro. I can't do um, Prime. I think it's a great game. I just—it's just not for me. Will I play it to support Nintendo? I I will, but I'm not. Uh, first person Samus, man. I, uh, I'm I'm too much of a traditionalist. Like 
I guess I'm old. I'm just that old that I can't go back to it. I mean, to 3D, of course. 2D, yes. 3? Nah. Not for yeah. Me. Not my thing. So, yeah, I, and I want to make sure. So you, you're also 2D, pro 2D, Sam? Yeah, 2D. Okay. Always that's cool. And are you guys more on, like, the... Uh, Super Metroid's your favorite, or I'm just curious. I like I like knowing people's backgrounds and what they feel about these things. Sam, you go first. Um, yeah, yeah, I would say it's one of my favorites. I'm, I'm really liking this new one. I need to put more time into it, but it is difficult, but I'm enjoying it. So, and yeah, like we said, I, I really enjoy the 2D. So. That's, that's really cool and i guess mercury stream i can't help but ask did you guys ever play the lords of shadow games yes yeah i am um, i have it's very underrated um the 3d ones are good the first one is very good oh my god it's it's hard it is hard like it makes god of war like a cakewalk but it's so it's so good though. Oh my god, it's so good. As for me, I like. Uh, I've now I never really played Metroid Super Metroid because I didn't really have an SNES growing up, not until two thousand, the year two thousand. But I think of the originals, excluding Dread, I like Fusion, the best of the four. Hmm. Because it's so, because, man, getting hunted by the SAX and seeing you stripped of everything that you had, it, it brings, oh, man, it's, I love it. Oh, God, it looks so good. That's really cool. That's a lot of yeah. fun. All righty. What about you, Pat? Uh, I, I, uh, I greatly enjoyed uh, the, the Lords of Shadow 1. I think Lord is of Shadow 2 where um where he says uh like what is a man to no one? I think it's really funny. That's like all I remember about that game. Metroids um I actually missed out on the 2D Metroids as a kid and started with Prime and worked my way backwards. So uh, one, of, one of them like uh I feel like some people it, for me it was like Zelda. Zelda was like my big Yeah, same. Mm. I can see that. Definitely see that. But yeah, it's it's. I'm 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 looking forward to trying this at some point. Um, don't try, just get it, dude. Just yeah. get it's it. Well, I mean, it's it's the the royal try where you, <laughs> there's no demo, so I'm gonna have to get this thing. <laughs> yeah, there there's no try, man. Just, just get just it. <laughs> you like it? There we go. Well, I mean, I've yeah, I I I will I will probably tear into it pretty severely. Please do. Yeah. We really want to hear your thoughts. Oh, man. Well, I'll have to give this thing a go. Give this thing a try. <laughs> All right. So oh. I've been playing Fist, Force, and Shadow Torch. Finally got a PC release. Um, tried out the demo last year. It was pretty decent. Um, it finally got a PC release date on October 2nd. Um, we had to wait a couple weeks because it got released on PlayStation systems first. Um, I am playing it on max everything, um, 4k, 
it's running at 120 hertz um pretty much max everything on my 3080 so it's running pretty well basically you play as a rabbit trying to save his friend um urso you know like the bear from a corrupt and tyrannical government it is very melee based so the eponymous name fist like you start off with a mechanical fist when you start the game and you know you learn different combos with the fist eventually you acquire new tools like a drill something like that i haven't got that far yet but it's so far it's pretty good uh, it's a decent metroidvania it definitely is a steampunk type of um deal here and i and the game actually is in english voices and in I think it's traditional Chinese. I have it in traditional Chinese and it sounds very authentic. So I like it. So it's, I pretty much enjoy that. I recommend everybody give it a shot if they could. Next, I've been playing Melty Blood. So funny story about Melty Blood. I actually played this in college because Melty Blood is that old. So kind of gives you an idea of how old I am. <laughs> so. As a matter of fact, I was playing this right before I jumped into the damn podcast. Yeah. So, so I've been playing. I've put in like 13 hours already. The game's out for like two weeks. <laughs> it is a it is a fighting game. It is based off the um, the Dojin series, um, Melty Blood slash um, Tsukihime, Lunar, Lunar Princess Tsukihime. And it's like a Edo, not a really a, an erotic novel, but it's like a visual novel sort of game. There is an anime called Tsukihime, which is actually pretty much really, really good. And it is made by this company called Type Moon. I think they're an the animation studio. And the game is, it's, it's new. It is new. It's been out for like a couple of weeks now. Um, the meta is starting to pick up a little bit. It is definitely newbie friendly, but this is not an easy game to play. But if you've played any Melty Blood beforehand, you should jump in. You should be fine. There's some new stuff to learn here, but you can adapt pretty quickly. But, which, uh, um, which character are you playing? I am switching between Noel and Shiki, and those two are pretty much essentially top tier in the game. But the thing is, this game doesn't really care about tiers because there's no sucky characters mm. like everyone is like either a tier or s tier or a plus tier or a tier so no matter who you use everybody has a fighting chance everybody so this is not like you're playing street fighter 5 and you're playing sagat against nash it's not like a 7-3 matchup like everything here is like 5-5 five, five or 6-4 everybody's got a shot and the zoner is oh so annoying. Ugh. So so annoying. I'm staring at photos trying to guess which ones is it is it Clay or Cell, whatever her name is? Nah. Um, I guess wrong. Actually, Seal is annoying as crap. Aha. But she's good. Oh, she's very, very projectile heavy. But she's not um she's not a zoner in that sense. The zoner is Vlav. That's the zoner. Oh, that dude. Yeah, he's like straight up long range. 
he's he's annoying. Tiel will just hit you with projectiles. But that's not her only game plan. So she can do long range or short range, or her projectiles hurt like crap too. Especially for chip damage. No thanks. Sounds like a lot of fun. I've it is. It. I'd like to try it. You should. It's on all platforms. Switch, oh, Xbox One. It was just a surprise. A multi game on Xbox? What the hell is this? Anybody knows fighting games? A game, a tight moon game on a, on a Microsoft system? Mm. What? Mm. Everybody knows Microsoft and Japanese games. They don't really go hand That's, in hand. Yeah, they don't. And well, to to a point, like I'm talking about, like the smaller ones, like not so much the multi-platform ones, but a game like this is kind of niche a little bit. And the fact that it actually has a Xbox release is shocking to me. So that's it is shocking, but I'll take is it. it though. Is it more of an air dash fighter? Like it's like an anime fighter, right? Like it, yes, I mean it is this... that shorthand. Yeah, it's it's anime. It's not guilt. It's not guilty gear anime though. Yeah, but it's not so. It's not like um, like the Persona Fighter. Maybe it would be a better. Probably, I'm, um, sort of. I guess that's a good comparison. A little bit. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's in certain cases like apples to oranges, but I feel like that's the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same fruit, different flavor, essentially. Tangerines yeah. to oranges. <laughs> yes, that works. Um, the Castlevania Advanced Collection came out recently, so I did pick that up about a week or so ago, and I've been playing through all three titles. And on PC, it looks really, really, really good. I I was really surprised. And you know, you know, the Advanced Collection is the collection of RSRO, Circle of the Moon, and Harmony of Dissonance that was released on Game Boy Advance in 2001, 2, and 3 for the game. And um, if anyone remembers Harmony of Dissonance and Aria Sorrow, the audio wasn't all, the songs were great, but, you know, the audio processing for Game Boy Advance was very, very screechy, if you can remember a little mm. bit. So there's an option in the collection that you can enable high quality audio for these two versions for these two games and it does sound a hell of a lot better i strongly recommend you leave that option on and it plays well no lag um the scaling on pc works very very well you know you can run this on the toaster because essentially it's just game boy advanced roms with a front end essentially and it's it's, it's a good collection. I definitely would pick it up. It's only 20 bucks, which is really good. I mean, if you've seen the prices of these carts, good Lord, rip your wallet. <laughs> like, Aria Sorrow is like $70 just for the cart. Ouch. So, yeah, it, it's, not, it's not cheap. Retro is not cheap. It's not so. cheap, but it's worth it. Yeah, it's not cheap, but to have it in its purest form, in a, in a sense, it is worth it. And um, and to end my part, I've been playing Castlevania: The Legacy Collection, which came out I think two years ago. 
and I finished Castlevania 1. 3 was Siphon and Alucard. Shoutouts to um, Powerhouse Studios for the Castlevania animated series, seasons mm-hmm. 1 through 4. Thank y'all so, so much for that. Um, I did finish Super Castlevania 4 and Bloodlines with Eric Lacard, who uses the Alucard Spear. So, finish those. And that's what I've been playing. But enough about me. I think it's Sam's turn. Sam, you're up, my dear. Right, so I was going back and forth doing one PlayStation for so I ended up getting one. <laughs> so yes. I finally yeah, I finally got to play Spider-Man. Um actually it was my son. He wanted Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, so we played it together. It was a super quick game. Um, it's under 10 hours to beat the core game. And we beat it. It took about a week. Um, the graphics, I thought they were just amazing. Um, so when when we start the game, there's Miles Morales. Um, and he is new to being Spider-Man. So he's still learning how to be Spider-Man. He's panicked. His movements are, you know... He's, He's kind of all over the map. So you spend the first part of the game learning how to move, learning how to combat, you know, learning how to shoot your webs and, you know, go from building to building. And it's, it moves so seamlessly. It's just amazing. I've never played a Spider-Man game like this before. Um, So you have your main storyline and along the way you can find collectibles. Um, They have, puzzle mini games, which is it's kind of cool if you want to break from the main storyline. Um, you can also just fly around different buildings with your webs, which is pretty cool. So one thing that I really liked was that you can there's challenges. Um, so there's you can get different outfits and different prizes. So for example, there's one outfit where you have your Miles Morales Spider-Man outfit and he's got like a hoodie on. So for that one, if you had to beat, um, I can't remember which mission it was, but there's a certain mission you had to beat and that unlocks that. So although it's a short game, it really keeps you interested even after you beat the core game because you, you know, there's still a lot of, um, finding collectibles, like I said, and the, um, puzzle mini games so we're still playing it even after we beat it the storyline super emotional i have to say i don't want to spoil anything but the ending was very emotional (laughs) i have to say so definitely if you have a playstation give it a try oh that's so cool i played the uh i got my ps4 to play the spider-man games so i've been i've been thinking a lot about miles morales I highly suggest it if you if you like the I know I haven't played the other Spider-Man game, um, but this one I highly suggest it. And it is at the end you're gonna be like, ugh, what happened? But mm-hmm. I give it a try. It's it was good, and I love the different Spider-Man outfits. They're so cool. Yes. Yeah, they're awesome. There's one with like flames and going up and down his arms and it's just it's just fun it's a fun that's, game that's pretty cool that that um 
Insomnia did the I know what's the name of that company? Yes. Um, when you played Batman Arkham City, you had the uh, I think um yeah. there might have been different outfits that you could have gotten as well. Mm-hmm. Not so much yeah, you don't it's just... yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I think it just it, it keeps it interesting and it gives you like you can beat the main core game, but then you kind of have these little challenges to unlock outfits and it keeps it interesting, I think, personally. I agree. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. So yeah, I would definitely get that one. So the other game um I focused a lot on was Little Nightmares. If you guys Mm-hmm. It's an it's it is a horror puzzle game. It's definitely creepy. So you play as a little girl named Six. I think she's nine years old. Um, so she's in a yellow raincoat, and all she carries is a lighter that you can light up anytime. You know, if you need to see. So in the beginning of the game, she was she's sleeping and she wakes up, and so. You have to walk through, so you walk through rooms, and then Six has to figure out how to get from room to room to room. And each room is different. So some rooms, it feels like you're on a boat. Some, you're in a house. Some, you're in an asylum. And it's a game about facing your childhood fears. So it's dark, it's creepy. The rooms kind of like rock side to side as you like playing the game. So like you walk into one room, it's not for kids. Definitely not a kid's game. It is a horror game. So you walk into a room and there's a guy hanging from the ceiling in a chair under him. Um, And then you have to use that chair. You push the chair over to the door to get up and unlock it. So it's a puzzle game like that, but it's, it's definitely not for the faint of heart, you know, not for kids, but it was, it was pretty interesting, very short about five hours to beat it it can be so frustrating though because like at one point you're on a bridge that's kind of zigzagging you have to go to one side and then you have to pull a lever and it'll open a door and then you have to race back you know before it closes again and i you know you just keep falling off the 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 walkway and falling off then you die and you have to come back so that happens quite a bit in that game so it can be frustrating, but um, I enjoy the horror genre. Um, there's a Little Nightmares 2 that just came out. I haven't played it yet, so we'll see. But I believe it's based off of a comic, from what I remember. Oh, I didn't know that. I think. Yeah, it's based off of a comic. I've never actually didn't know that until I was, you know, researching the game that it's actually based off of. Let's see, it was, uh, the comic was from 2017. Pretty interesting, but there's like, at some, in some rooms, um, six, the girl in the yellow raincoat, she has to like, you know, sneak by this, monster looking blob guy that's cooking in the kitchen and see you know you have to find ways to not like alert them to your presence stuff like that so all the fears that we had 
as kids, like afraid of the dark, afraid of the monsters. Um, they're in all the rooms. So that's pretty interesting. Hmm. I had fun. That's really cool. It is. Yeah, it's uh so the one of the reasons I played it is so I have the like I was saying I got the PlayStation. So I played it on PlayStation and they have um PS Now, which is sort of like Game Pass. Mm. And this was on there. So I was like, you know, why not try it on C? So it's like one of those games that once I start it, like I have to finish this to see what happens. <laughs> So I would definitely suggest it if you're into the horror. It's definitely, there are some creepy parts, but it was good. Other than that, I'm still playing uh, No More Heroes 2. So I've been playing that here and there. Um, And then a couple other games on the PlayStation just to try it out. Uh, Streets of Rage 4. I got that on PlayStation. So. Mark. Yes. I'm like, I figure I will get a game I already know so I can figure out these controls and get more comfortable with PlayStation. So, but that's my game. So on to Patrick. All righty. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I finished No More Heroes 3 shortly after, I think, our last podcast. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm really of like two minds on the No More Heroes 3 where it's like um, I've always liked Suda games but it, it's just so clunky to play and that really kind of wore on me. I will say that every swerve that's coming is amazing. Every joke they have is great. Um, you have no idea what's going to be happening in this game. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and the the post credits thing is maybe one of my favorite post credits that I've seen in something. It's, it's very stick around to the credits. <laughs> okay. Awesome. I will definitely do that. But it, it's, it. it's, it's an interesting, and I mean, you've, you've played to the eighth boss. It's just, I think at a certain point, like max out your stats. That's the biggest piece of advice I would give everybody. Um, but yeah, it's just a weird game. I think in certain ways it's 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 frustrating on purpose. And I just didn't know how much I really wanted to deal with that. Uh. I also wish that there were multiple multiple sabers. I, I guess that's a little thing. Like you can get all the t-shirts in the world um, from the t-shirt aliens, but I kind of liked having different saber designs or different weapon designs. Having only one sword the whole game I thought was kind of odd. Oh, that's weird. What? Yeah, you just you just level it up. You never get another weapon. Oh, I guess spoilers, weird. but that's, I mean, it's a spoiler in that it doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird, interesting game. Um, uh, I, I had this weird moment where I had like, have you guys ever played a game? Where you're like, I'm going to do as much as I can before the final boss. And then I just had this moment where I'm like, nah, I'm just going to beat this thing. And then yes. I have not turned it back on since. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah it's like i'm not playing all those like i'm not playing the racing game i'm not playing the other stuff it was just it was a weird thing i i I hate to sound so mixed emotions on it because i i love i love the movie that is inside of this thing i'm not sure i love the Mm -hmm. game (laughs) that exists in it gotcha that makes sense um 
Yeah, Subnautica Below Zero uh, ended up on Game Pass. I was really excited about that, I think, last episode. It is just more Subnautica, and they they added stuff that I don't necessarily... Because this is basically... Subnautica for me was like, oh, it's The Martian, but underwater. Mm -hmm. And they've added a story that I think a lot of people will like, but because I just want to be like stranded on a planet and rebuild a spaceship, because like, this time you're, you're this lady whose sister has gone missing, and you purposefully go to the planet and then there's like a billion audio logs and a lot more characters and um it doesn't have enough new stuff like it's got a lot of the same stuff from the last game except oh now it's blue instead of red or now it's this instead of that um the vehicle is a lot less rewarding because instead of having multiple vehicles that you unlock and build throughout the game um i thought before I engage with it, I liked the idea of it, but you build this thing called a sea truck hmm. um, where you have a zippy little fast car and then you realize all the add-ons you build are things that you fasten onto the back of it. So instead of like going from the, a sea bass or sea base, or whatever they called it in the first game, and then getting the Colossus, the giant sub, it's you, you are stapling on additives to this uh, truck thing that then if you want to recharge, you have to detach... There's a lot of like extra steps that don't make it as um I don't think I'm gonna finish that game, is what I will say on that. <laughs> there. The problem is it doesn't run like trash. I want to reward them for that. No, they fixed it. <laughs> I've I never into the floor. Um all of the cutscenes triggered correctly. I'm so proud. I'm, I'm so, look at those guys. Um I have read or heard that there's some above ground stuff, but I didn't make it far enough to see that. And mm. that definitely feels like some bad sequelitis where someone in the room went like, what if we could do stuff on the ground? Oh gosh. That's funny. Um, this is my kind of like left fielder. Uh, AI, the Somnium files. Uh, are, mm. are either of you too familiar with this game? I've never heard of it. Briefly. So it's the follow-up it's the follow-up game from the creative director behind the Nonary game. So that's nine, 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 nine doors, nine days, um, nine hours, yeah, nine hours, yeah, nine hours, nine doors, nine days. Um, and also he did uh, Virtue's Last Reward and uh, whatever the third one was called, <laughs> but the Nonary games. Um, these are I love the Nonary games. I love that series. The Zero Escape series is what it's called these days. Uh, it is available on PlayStation. It's available on on um, PC. Uh, it is a a um, it um a, shoot. I'm trying to think of it. Those games are like where it's like a novel, a visual novel game, where yeah. you basically play escape rooms. Oh. And I love them to death. I love them so much. Um, it it is such a slow the world of those three games and how it eventually like at a certain point, I will say the third game goes a little too up its own, butt, where it's like, mm -hmm. Oh no, 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 no. It gets that. I feel like if you let any science fiction alone in a room, everyone is somehow everyone's parents and there's time travel. Yes. And you're yes. like, you want to just smack the typewriter. They're like, no, don't go there. No, 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 no. Everything was cool beforehand, but this is a, um, uh, do you, do you guys think you're going to play this, this series? I, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I want to give a light spoiler. Yeah, go for it. Um, 
the neat thing about these games that I'm hoping is in this new one is this is what you know how like visual novels have a branching storyline and you could go back yes. and do different decisions. Mm -hmm. The characters be start to become aware that they're in a story that can branch and start to get memories of the other timelines. I'm not kidding. That's and cool. that is something that's established in the first game that just goes crazy. So AI Somnium Files is the new universe from the sky. No shared characters. You play a police detective with amnesia who has a android living in his fake eyeball, and you're trying to solve a murder. And um, I know eventually, I, I feel it in my bones, this game is going to get cool, but it's a real slow start. And mm -hmm. I, I bought it on my Switch and didn't play enough of it there, and it just came on Game Pass. And now I've also played it a little bit on Game Pass and have not played it enough. <laughs> Sounds like worth trying at least. Yeah, I mean if you if you can stand visual novels. I mean it's it's like you are clicking around on a screen. It's like Phoenix Wright. If you're willing to click around on a screen and fall yeah. in love with characters, that's what these are about. Sounds good to me. Um because yeah. And then uh man, this barely counts because I've played I played it the half hour before we started recording, but I was too curious not to try. Um The Good Life. Mm. That came out today yes that came out today uh this is the fruits of the kickstarter done by sweary the guy behind deadly premonition oh cool. i'm fairly certain he kickstarted this game like four or five years ago like i remember feeling kind of bad that i didn't kickstart it because i'm like oh i love deadly premonition never played deadly premonition 2 i love deadly premonition 1 and i love um D4. I think D4, the fact that Microsoft um, were not brave enough to finish the D4 storyline is something that will haunt me till I die. <laughs> Which I, may sound a little dramatic, but it's like, they're like, yeah, we're going to do episodic gaming. And they did the first two episodes, and then it ends on a cliffhanger. And that will never be resolved. You have to find, um, like, figure out your own ending at that it's, um, but the, the thing is it did that thing where like something gets real weird and crazy and you're like oh yeah. shit what does this mean yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i don't think phil sense phil spencer will not out of all the goodwill that phil spencer's brought to microsoft i don't think he's gonna go let's finish d4 <laughs> Probably not. um so the good life um what I've played so far, uh, you you play a photojournalist in a small British town, um, and the premise is that you have a debt of $30 million you need to work off. And um, I'm hoping, just because Sweary, Sweary does amazing characters, I think Deadly Premonition, for as bad as that game played, I, I still think about the characters of Deadly Premonition. Wow. At least three or four times a year. Like if my mind wanders, I may end up there because I really love the cast of Denley premonition. That's awesome. Um, and I'm hoping that'll be the same here. Everyone is fake British or I, I bet they're all actors in fake British accents, but the whole goal is you're asked to take pictures of stuff and you'll slowly, but surely carve out of your $30 million debt. Um, I'm going to pretend now I'm not even pretend because it's in every trailer and it was in the Kickstarter pitch video. For some reason, you're able to turn into a cat or a dog at night. And 
I think that's about to happen in the game. So if you want to play a game where you run around a little British town and you take photos of stuff and you uh, you turn into a cat and a dog. My only worry is there's a lot of voice acting in the intro cutscene, and the moment you get into the game, there is no voice acting. And Swery's games are kind of carried by um, the voice cast. So oh. I'm not sure where that's going to go. But I really, yet again, Francis York Morgan um, is one of the most well-developed video game characters. I, I love Francis York Morgan. Did you guys play Deadly Premonition? I should have. I just haven't yet. I haven't. It's real rough. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, I've heard. I've it's, heard. It plays awful. Um, there's like a just if you ever play it, like look up a, the the side quest, the find a guide for the side quests, because you can unlock like unlimited ammo weapons, and that kind of solves some of the gameplay problems. But the characters are so good, and one of the dumb things about that game is that. Um, while you drive around, the character talks to himself because, like, you are an imaginary... The, in the canon of the game, the player is kind of treated like an imaginary friend. So he's constantly talking at you, and you learn so much about, like, this guy's favorite movies and how he grew up and what got him into the police. And I don't know. I really love Deadly Premonition, but... I don't know. So you really get to know the character. I Yeah. I, I feel like you could, you could quiz me on... Francis, in a way that a lot of other video games you don't like. You don't, yeah. Just, it, they go into like things like favorite foods, movies that inspired them. Like the characters actually just take spend time hanging out and chatting, and it takes place in our world, so it's all like, like I, he's a big John Carpenter fan and talks a lot about John Carpenter. <laughs> like, wow, so it's stuff that people actually know, yeah. not like me. Mm. So that's really cool. He talks about like he had a job at a video store when he was a teenager. So he talked about like so there's a lot of stuff about VHS wow. stuff like it's it's a very but yet again the game plays terrible. Let me be very clear on this. Um just play it on easy. I know a lot of people want to play this game. A lot of people are like, yeah, I want the challenge. The challenge is not worth it. It is a very bad playing video game they've never fixed. Bad. But yeah. it's it's wonderful to just live in the world of it. It's I mean it's Japan's so attempt to make nice. Twin Peaks. Oh my gosh, no way! <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, and and in fact, final final reference to that: the original name of Deadly Premonitions was Rainy Woods. Um, if you go back, the original trailer for Rainy Woods when it came out was so close to Twin Peaks they actually almost got sued. So he had to change the look of the main character, change a whole bunch of the things to make it not close enough to get sued. But the name of the town in The Good Life is called Rainy Woods, which is a really funny circular Deadly Premonition reference. Wow. But yeah, that's me making a meal out of a game I've played 20 minutes of and who knows if I'll even like. <laughs> yeah, stick with it for a little bit longer. I've taken photos of several people and well, it's like, it's like, um, shoot, uh, the zombie dead rising. Like you need to take photos and you're given like, um, like, oh man, today, like is, it's got like a, a day, a time of day system. It's like today we need photos of kitchen appliances and a flock of birds. And like, <laughs> so you, you run around trying to take random photos while trying to solve a mystery. So that's the, <laughs> that's 
sounds fun. But yeah, and it's on Game Pass. So yet again, if if any of these things, even though I may sound even on Subnautica Below Zero, AI Somnium Files, and The Good Life are all on Game Pass right now. So love it. Easy to try it. <laughs> it, it is so easy to try it when it's on Game Pass. And if you don't like it, that's fine. Exactly. Just get rid of it <laughs> off the hard drive. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome so yeah those that's what i that's what i dug into uh this week um i i know that you have the, let's get into the news you have some news stories i'm excited to oh, talk about these news boy stories. where do i start <laughs> <laughs> all right so all right let's get into it i'm gonna circle back to metroid dread a little bit so to give you some comparison numbers metroid dread so far um Pretty much got a 90 on Metacritic. Very, getting a score like that is no easy task, especially from a, yeah, well, you know, typically first party uh, Nintendo games, they usually rate really, really high, or at least, at least very decently. So it is the fastest selling series in the games. It's the fastest selling game in a series history. And this point is outpaced Metroid Fusion's sales week one. I think they were at 84,000, roughly. It may not seem like a lot, but given Metroid's history, this isn't, that's not terrible. All things considered. So difficult. But you know, it, it is good, simply put. So the new switch is out. This new switch OLED is out. So retails for $50 more than a brand new one. The biggest deal is it has a bigger screen and it comes with either neon blue and red Joy-Cons or you can get the white Joy-Cons. Ooh. Yeah. So having that nice, clean look. Thing is, I think the newer, newer Joy-Cons, they, they have a bit of a matte finish to it. So I don't think you have to worry about all the grime and stuff. You know, because, you know, white is clean, but us humans, we're some filthy animals. So it's only a matter <laughs> of time before all of our sweat and grime and all that nasty crap comes on in a Joy-Con. So something to think about. Um, and, and actually, and now the screen is OLED, not LCD. So colors will be much brighter. And also it has been rumored that the new switch dock for the new, um, switch that it has the capability of outputting 4k. Take that as you will. Huh. <laughs> so the technology is there. But I don't think Nintendo has really acknowledged it, so to say. That's weird. So they're they're kind of future proofing it, but they're not. It's it's essentially future proof, but weird. Nintendo isn't saying anything. I have a feeling this will probably be really unleashed with a firmware update with the new ones. That's what I think. Let's be get... I bet you I bet you're right. I'm gonna give you the I bet you're right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been tested um, for those who have like a Xbox Series X and you have the new switch. Connect your switch 
to a Series X. And um, you can see what the output is. And somebody did a test and it says, yeah, this device can do 4K 60 and some 4K stuff to it. I thought, ooh, what are you not telling me, Nintendo? I'm all ears. Hmm. Right. And this is only for the dock. Not so much for the system, but the dock. Many games dock could be doing could be possible in 4K. Hmm. Let me uh let me get my wine and just hmm. watch the chips fall at this point. Yeah. So we'll see. You can't find this thing in stores because this thing has been sold out for like the past week. It just came out last week too. So mm -hmm. give it time and we might see some more restocks. Now here's some not so good news. <laughs> so this is optional, not mandatory. But there is a Nintendo Direct that came out today which talks about Animal Crossing and all the new content that's coming. Now, I, we all, the three of us know that Genesis games, Sega Genesis and N64 are officially coming to the Switch. Yeah. We have a date, October 25th. That's when it's coming. Mm -hmm. Here's the not so good part. If you want Genesis games, N64, and apparently, if you play Animal Crossing, which I know that's you, Samantha, um, this might benefit you more so than me. Well, it's my... gonna cost you. It's gonna cost you fifty dollars now. Yeah, my little island has been very neglected. So. <laughs> Wait, what? They're they're adding thirty more dollars to play Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing, Genesis Online, and N sixty four Online. Mm. Yeah. It, yeah, I'm. Yeah, so this kind of brings back the emulation debate a lot right now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, they don't have dedicated servers for Switch Online titles. They don't because it's peer to peer. Ha! <laughs> really? I mean, yeah, it's peer to peer. Like, if I play with, like, for example, Sam or Pat, if I play, yeah. play, play with you guys, I'm not waiting on a server. I'm just waiting to play play with you. And then hopefully the connection doesn't get laggy. There are no dedicated servers here. Which it definitely does get laggy. It definitely does. Even if your connection is good, mm -hmm. yeah. the actual connection could, well, not go so great. Lots of people online are in an uproar. I'm in an uproar because essentially I'm paying $50 now to play Genesis games and N64 titles. So while I'm not trying, I expected a price hike, honestly. I expected maybe another $10, $15. Okay, that's, that's justified, I guess. But 50 y'all can't throw in some game boy games y'all can't throw in game boy advance games i missed a virtual console someone pointed us out on um neogaf because if anybody remembers the wii you can buy turbo graphics games on that 
What? Where the hell is that? Where is that? Like, this is it's one step forward, two steps back, mm -hmm. essentially. And the worst part is now I think about the Wii, there are like games behind WiiWare you probably won't ever see again. Especially a game like Castlevania The Adventure Remake. Oh my god. Bring that out. Please bring that out. Mm. We probably won't ever see that. You can't bring that. You can't give us Earthbound. <laughs> That's bound to the Wii and a Wii U. That's not going to change anytime soon. So... Give us more. I mean, I'm not greedy, but look, this is a lot you're asking for. And and the worst part is a lot of people play Animal Crossing, but there are a lot of people that don't play Animal Crossing. Mm -hmm. So you're essentially paying for content that you're never going to use. That's what the hell point. is that? <laughs> and they say, oh, this part is free. Like, oh, wait, so we're so wait, I'm really paying an extra $30. For N64 titles and Genesis titles. Like, look, <laughs> they don't take that much space. A Genesis game really is really no more than like four megabytes in size, roughly. 64, it depends on what it is, because 64 is compressed as hell. Oh. Mm -hmm. It's more compressed than a pancake. I, mean, I think what you're paying for is Animal Crossing, really. Let's be honest. I that's kind of what I'm thinking too. Yeah. Like it like costs. Not everybody plays. Exactly. Like nobody. Like these games don't cost that much. Thing. It should be a separate like, be. you know. Because I didn't it think about that. That. Yeah, it's a it's a bundle. Yes, but not. A, why should they have to pay for exactly and it doesn't yeah it doesn't make sense and mm -hmm. it's a lot of the games that we've seen before now i will admit musha is a launch title if i were to go let's say i'm going to price charting mm -hmm. now if anybody knows your your price charts you know retro games very much tends to be um, a really good market to make money. One of the games is Musha, published by Seismic, but you might know the developer Compile. You don't know the, the developer Compile? You probably played the game Gunnack, Space Megaforce, Aleste, Robo Aleste. Um, yeah, these are the guys that actually developed the game, Musha. If I were to buy this game right now, it's going to cost me $308.55. This is not a cheap game. This game is not cheap. And also, Compile, I don't think Compile is in business anymore. So good luck trying to find this game, because this game is it's going to make a serious dent in your wallet. It's a good game, but good lord, you... <laughs> Oh, 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 it's, it's, it's not going to look too good for your bank account. Yeah. So my biggest thing is why does it cost so much more money to include these two? 
And honestly, they don't take up that much space. And that's the thing. They don't take up much space. And, you know, Nintendo has a really nasty habit of dropping support on some of their stuff as soon as they launch. I ain't seen a Nintendo game or at least something decent in quite some time. Of course, they have their big flagship titles, you know, anything Mario related. But mm-hmm. I see Mario. I've seen some River City Ransom. I've seen all three Ninja Gaidens. I ain't see a Contra. I ain't see a Mega Man. I ain't see a Castlevania. Like, come on. Give us a break. <laughs> like, throw us a bone, people. So I, I'm on the fence. Now, the thing is, this is optional. If you want to keep your $20, you can still pay your $20, but this is the expansion. Expansion is $30 extra. If you have a family plan, um, family plan is now going to run you $80. So what was the, what was it before? Uh, I think family plan was, uh, 35, I think. Yeah. I think it was like 34, 35, something like that. It's $20 for just the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo games. Yes. So literally two and a half times what you're paying now. Right. This is insane. So I am shocked. That price is justifiable. If you can add Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. And if you can do something with, let's say, Turbo Graphics. Hell, even Neo Geo, if you could. Like, even the WiiWare had Neo Geo games. What in the hell? We are taking a step back here. What is this? Like, ugh. It's like Nintendo is being the Disney of video games <laughs> right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, take it or leave it. I'm really not trying to sound like I'm a Karen or anything else like that, but for real, this is this is a shock to me. <laughs> so, though I do think we can all agree it is hilarious that Winback made the cut. Yo, like what? <laughs> like what? When I saw <laughs> Winback on the list, I'm like, I don't care how all the rest of this get. Like all these people were like, "Sin of punishment." Oh my goodness! I'm like, yo, Winback. Like Winback. Covert Ops. I've never played it. Oh, I played it. It is the epitome of we have Metal Gear at home. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh my. You know the meme where it's like, I want McDonald's. We have McDonald's at home. It's like, it is Metal yes. Gear at home. No. It is <laughs> It is a clunky third person shooter where you're like, oh god, it's all oh, went back. It was ahead of its time. <laughs> wow. I played a lot of Winback because I didn't have a PlayStation. So I'm like, what? Who needs Metal Gear? I've got Winback. Oh, you poor bastard. <laughs> I was I was very lying to myself. The second I got a PlayStation, I, I never played Winback again. I played a lot of Metal Gear 1. Wow. Oh, but Winback, man. Winback. Hmm. I thought... Damn, people. Y'all can't put Castlevania like Legacy of Darkness in there? They're like, Jeez. We could play the Castlevania game on the Genesis. Like, <laughs> uh, I just think it's really funny that it's like they just put Sonic 2 on there. What a weird 
What a weird selection of things. I guess I, I wonder yeah. if Windback is like that Barbie Horse Adventure thing where it's like they didn't port Barbie Horse Adventure, just it turned out to make Halo work, Barbie Horse Adventure worked. It's like <laughs> doing like Star Fox make Windback work. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> the titles are a bit jarring, to say the least. I I'm, I'm surprised Vector Man isn't on there. I'm so surprised. Yeah. Like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> it might be added later, hopefully, but that is a launch title. Guys. Well, they, so. they change stuff out. I've never really paid good enough attention um, because I do load up, load it up every now and then to play some Donkey Kong on the, the Switch Online. But they do rotate stuff in and out, I think. Do they? Maybe. Well, every time I open up, like, there's a new game. And I don't care enough about the games that are on there to notice what it's gone. Yeah, uh, good point. You're right. Hmm. You're right. Um, I mean, I the main thing about that. those is they, they have the emulator feature where you can rewind. So you, I will say that I abused the heck out of that. You just pause it and just re. Oh, no, I didn't fall down that pit. <laughs> yep. Back this truck up. Back this truck up. We we are not falling in that pit. Um wow. and also it's it's how we can play Tetris 99, which is the real important thing. Have you played that? Oh, Tetris 99 is great. Is it still on there? I should have looked. Yeah. Oh. oh god. Pac-Man 99. What about Tetris 99? Battle Royale Tetris. It's intense. Oh, thank God it's still <laughs> online. Oof. Tetris 99 is rough. It is rough. Like, oof. What are the titles that are going to be added with this uh, new expansion? Oh, where they're like, hey, stick around. We've got other stuff. When you're done right. playing Windback, this game will be on there. <laughs> Okay, so here's what you get you for the 64. <laughs> you have to, you have to you beat Windback to get another game. Oh, God. <laughs> so, you get Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Yoshi Story, Star Fox 64, um, Ocarina of Time, Windback. Windback! Win yeah. Um, Mario Tennis, Dr. Mario 64, and Sin and Punishment. Um, yeah, not being sarcastic, it is pretty cool that Sin and Punishment is there. That that is good. It is made by Treasure, so that's a that's a surprise. Where's Wave Race? That might be in the next wave. Is like that's something where it's like you think about Nintendo sixty four. At least for me, Wave Race, huge game. Mm -hmm. You would think. Now, for the Genesis, you get Fantasy Star 4, Gunstar Heroes, which is good. I will give it that. Golden Axe 1, mm -hmm. Castlevania Bloodlines. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Contra Hardcore, which is good. Echo the Dolphin. Meh. Strider, yes. Musha, <laughs> yes. Rystar, whatever. Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bee Machine, a.k.a. Puyo Puyo. 
Yeah. Which I didn't know was a Puyo Puyo game. Put Puyo Puyo in your Sonic. Yes, Puyo Puyo. That's really what it is. It's just Puyo Puyo with a different name. Um, Shining Force 1, Shinobi 3, Sonic 2, and Streets of Rage 2. Hmm. Interesting I mean, mix. It's, it's not like the biggest standouts for me are Gunstar Heroes, Musha, Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra Hardcore, and Shinobi 3. Mm-hmm. And Streets of Rage 2, I guess. Strider is a good one. If you add Strider, then, you, then they're going to have to add Forgotten Worlds and um, Ghosts and Goblins, or Ghouls and Ghosts, however people want to call it. So, yeah. I mean, this is just a launch title list, but we'll see what they do. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, I could have sworn they said more stuff was going to. I just can't see anyone saying. I can't find the the video that confirmed what the future titles would be. Um, I think future titles are definitely going to be um, Majora's Mask. I think they confirmed it. I mean, you can't have you can't have one without the other. You can't have um, you can't have Ocarina of Time without Majora's Mask. Simply put, yeah. You just oh yeah. Yep. Uh, wait, I found it. Uh, it's Majora's Mask. Um, is Mario Tennis on this list? Yeah, so Mario Tennis, Majora's Mask, Banjo Kazooie. What? It's rare. Yeah, which is well, that's actually weird. Yeah, Microsoft owns. Ra- yeah, please finish D four, Phil Spencer. Um, F Zero X, Banjo Kazooie, uh, Paper Mario. If that's on the list or not, I don't. I yes, don't it is. So Paper Mario's being added. Uh, Kirby 64, Pokemon Snap will also be joining. There we go. So yeah, those are the... Uh, so some of those are pretty cool. Like having Paper Mario on there would be yeah. great. Um, yeah. Banjo-Kazooie is still a great game. I, Though it is on Game Pass, I think. So just play it on Game Pass. Uh, yeah. They should add... Um, uh, Conquer. Hmm... That that would be good. Yeah. But I don't know if they'll actually do it because it's a rare property. So isn't it also on did didn't Xbox do a conquer? Uh I think live and loaded, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure. You know what they should do is they should put out the twelve tails. They should go in the other direction, put out that original cutesy conquer game. <laughs> they should. I just surprise should. everyone. Just be like, oh yeah, conquer that foul mouth. No, he's a cute little adorable person who was in Diddy Kong Racing. They should put Diddy Kong Racing on this. Remember Diddy Kong Racing? I've never played it, believe it or not. Oh, but I dude. never had a 60, I never had a sixty four growing up. Remember? That's a good point. Oh man, Diddy Kong Racing. Oh god, why have they not made more? Well, I know why they haven't, but oh, Diddy Kong Racing is so I good. I played the games from sixty four. You had carts, planes, and air sh- and uh, like hovercraft. Yeah, it's the game <laughs> Conquer came from. Love it. Oh, it's oh, oh man, Diddy Kong Racing. Find a pig wizard. The game's pig pretty wizard. cool. <laughs> the the he's like an evil pig. He's just a giant yeah. evil pig wizard. 
Oh my God. The, uh, I just found a picture of the, uh, the cast and it looks like a fever dream. Like this can't be a cast of characters. This is just random animals. Like there's a, like a tiger with like a, a blue hat, a little mouse girl, a turtle. Conker's just there. I guess that's Banjo. But yeah, so that game happened. They should put uh, Diddy Kong Racing on the Nintendo platform. They should. They should. I'm not... I had a 64. I don't know how passionate I am about the 64 library outside of the, like, obvious... um, Mm -hmm like tentpole games like Star Fox and yeah. Zelda. And mm-hmm. I love Majora's Mask. That is still way up there for me. Oh, I can, I can, I try playing it. It's just not for me, man. So I weird. Try. There's so many giant hairy beards with legs to hold up the moon. Uh, my issue was, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And I got three days to figure it out. And oh, then, but you learn. Oh, by the time I learned it was game over, I said, nope. Like, and, nah, this is the same for me. And the and the and the Oni mask, Oni Link is still one of the coolest looking designs. Is it Oni Link? Is it Deity? Isn't it Deity Link? Well, he doesn't well he used the fierce to... deity mask to unlock Oni Link. Oh. And he looks so cool. He's so cool. Rogue Squadron. Put Rogue Squadron. So I've loaded up the uh IGN's best Nintendo 64 games. Just gonna start yelling titles. Rogue Squadron should be uh, put on this platform. Rogue Squadron is great. Wave Race is great. Uh, yeah, I feel like the yeah you need those two things. That'll fill out the the gaps. Now I'll be straight up honest with you. Mm-hmm. If now this is a very 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 long shot. If they somehow pull a rabbit out of their ass and they're able to get GoldenEye, I will actually say, fuck it, this is worth it. This will be worth the $50 a year if they pull this off. And I'm glad you said that. I was too afraid to say GoldenEye. I looked at that cover, the cover of that game, and went, nope, not saying it. So, do you think that maybe instead of other games, I don't this this could be me giving Nintendo benefit of the doubt. Because of how much more expensive this is, do you believe they may add other platforms without there being an extra charge? Like Game Boy or the Turbo Graphics or something. Well that's I could see that. I mean, now you gotta remember, um if you're gonna add Turbo Graphics, a lot of those companies they've kind of rolled into other companies and have been dissolved. Yeah. Because remember um, Turbo Graphics was made by NEC, Nippon Electric Corporation. And most of their games were through, it was collaboration between them and Hudson. But So guess who owns Hudson now? Konami. Konami oh, now. No. Yeah, Konami owns all Hudson properties. That means all Bomberman games, all um, Bonk games, they add, they own them now. They own the Bonk. Yes, they own Bonk and they own Air Zonk. Anything uh, that's Hudson related, they own. Even Adventure Island? Uh, 
Actually, yes. They would actually own Adventure Island. Yeah, because is the main character's name Harry Hudson or something? I think so. I loved I, Adventure Island. That's a great game. Yes. I didn't play much, but Adventure Island was pretty good, though. You, you ride a little, good. you get the skateboard. You're, you're a caveman that can get a skateboard. Wait, go to, yeah, I think yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm a big yeah. fan of Adventure. I played a lot of that on more on the Game Boy than I think on anything else. There's a Game Boy Adventure Island game. Mm. That yeah. you, know, you know what? Put put it on the put it on the thing. Put it on on the Switch. Put Adventure That's Island right. on the Switch. So you, you go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, it was Adventure Island 2 is the Game Boy game. Put Adventure Island 2 on something. Now that I think about it, it might be easier to get Turbo Graphics games to pull those over. Because here's one thing I've noticed. So you notice in so I have the Nintendo Super Famicom online, which is the uh, Japanese SNES. Yeah. I was able to create a free account linked to my main one before they discontinued it. The linkage. Mm-hmm. So. There are some games there that we're probably never going to see. And one of the game publishers is telling at Japan. And they made this game called Psycho Dream. Ooh. Which is a Japan only. As a matter of fact, it's actually on the um, American version too. So telling at Japan was a game publisher and they had different um, divisions. Riot was definitely one of them. Renovation products was definitely one of them. That's why you see a lot of these games that you've probably never even heard of. Like, what the hell are these things? Well, think about it. Isn't it cheaper to license a game in which the publisher no longer exists anymore? As opposed to bringing out Earthbound, for example, that everybody really, really wants, but for some reason they can't. Nintendo and Ape can't make an agreement for some reason which i still don't know why they won't do it it is crazy that they don't like if it's on wii u why don't you put it on a switch it's 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 oh god we can talk about this all day but i don't want to monopolize it but (laughs) but it does make sense because a lot of games that were released on the turbo graphics i'm sorry sam go ahead no i was just saying you're right like why not there's a least exactly a lot of games a lot of games that was released on um turbo graphics like many of those publishers they're not they're not even here anymore like the biggest ones are still around konami is still around konami konami still around capcom is still around Mm -hmm. um hudson in one way or another is still around but a lot of these other companies like Naxitsoft. They're done. Like they're they're no longer in business. They're just like done so. Mm. Everything else was done either by them or by Red R E D Entertainment. And you can probably get a license from those guys cheaply. And like some of these games, you can just like get them licensed for next to nothing. Mm. It would co- it would not cost Nintendo a lot of money to pull those games over. Games like Blazing Lasers, Gunhead, 
any of the Star, Star Soldier series, any of the Soldier Blade series, like, come on, this is just dumb. And anything with Bonk, talk to Konami about it. You know that it probably, Konami, for some reason, um, slightly different topic, but they're actually revitalizing their gaming brand. As a matter of fact, they're working on new entries of Metal Gear and Castlevania, which has me slightly excited, but slightly scared. It's bananas after that Netflix show that there wasn't a new game. Yes. And that scares me. All your key people from Konami are gone. Hideo Kojima from Metal Gear is gone. Koji Garashi from Castlevania is gone. What do you have left? You have Winning Eleven, which is not even called anymore. It's been rebranded as eFootball, and that game is a disaster. Like, what do you have left? You don't really have anything left besides rehashes of what you already had. That's all you got. What you if they got... bring back Mercury Stream? Give those guys, now that they've done Met- Met- Metroid Dread, it's like the creators of Metroid, the makers of Metroid Dread return to Castlevania and make a new Castlevania game. That would not be a, honestly, that would not be a bad idea. Because Lords of Shadow was their first game that they've made. It was their very first game that they made. I think with Dread, they've definitely um, proven themselves. And they take all those lessons learned. If you put that into a Castlevania format, Mm. I think now in a 2D, not 3D, I think they can make something really special. I definitely think they could. Now, it would be quite interesting if they did do that, because Koji, Koji, Koji Igarashi, he's making a Bloodstain too. Oh, man. As a, as a matter of fact, oh. it's officially in development. It sold I'm really well. excited about that. I am. He said the game sold well enough that a sequel is actually in production. Nothing else to share. Like, okay. That's good. I hope he looked right in the camera so there'll be even more cooking. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, don't remind me. Oh god. Oh I god. that's the that's I feel like everyone has that moment where like I'm not doing any of the cooking and the moment you start cooking you're like, "Oh crap, so much of the power in your character is hidden behind cooking." Cooking matters a lot in Bloodstained. Does it, re- it actually so yes it does. Stats. There's so much of your stats. You don't oh have a luck god. stat before you start eating. That's true. And luck is super important. That is so true. Don't play hungry. Feed feed Miriam. Is that her name? Feed Miriam. But I just hope that Nintendo actually has the foresight to add more stuff to their repertoire. Mm. They would be fools not to. Come on. You know how many Game Boy Advance games they have? How many Game Boy games they have? Hell, I would kill to play Pokemon Silver right now on the, on the Switch. I would be mm. able to play Silver. And I, I, I can't do that unless I have a 3DS. Mm-hmm. And I got, and the thing is, nobody is, I ain't hear anybody else playing a 3DS lately. Have any of you? No. It's all on the Switch no. now. Like, essentially, I mean, I have not seen a new game made for the 3DS in years. Yeah. I don't know where that went. 
So I mean, the switch destroyed everything. Yeah, <laughs> it really did. The portability. I mean, they're a victim of their own success. But they're not losing any money off of it, considering they can't keep these systems off the on the shelves thanks to COVID. Yeah. Talk about a blessing in the skies, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the main reason I'm still on an Xbox and a PS4. Like, I don't think I'll get a Series X or a PlayStation 5 for a while. Yeah, I really want one. As a matter of fact, I actually have Demon Souls remake for when I do eventually get one. Oh, you you already got the box. You're looking at the box. I already got the game. It's just yeah. in shrink wrap, but it does me no good if I don't have the system. But if it actually oh. eventually comes to PC, then it's a moot point. If Demon Souls does come to PC, it and goes to Tsushima, it will immediately nullify my reasoning to get a PS5. Yeah. Like, if it can outperform a console, why even try? Let's just cut my losses right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> at this point, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm kind of ready to sell my PS4 and get to the next generation because my PS4 is now known as the machine that plays Paw Patrol stuff. Oh, there you go. So I feel bad about my mine has. I don't even know what's in it. It's probably just been collecting dust because of Game Pass. Exactly. But that, I think that's all I got. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also you had the, the Twitch hack. Oh, my God. Yes. All How right. nuts is that? How nuts is that? Oh, my God. So if you're on Twitch and by any chance, if you haven't changed your passwords, please do it. Oh, yeah. Change your passwords. And yes. enable two-factor authentication and make sure that your stream key is changed. I think Twitch already um, switched out everyone's stream key. With the with the hack happening, yeah. Um, I think what happened now is it was a massive leak of all the top earners on Twitch. Like, like I think it's like XQC, in the span of two years, has made nearly ten million dollars. Yeah, ten million dollars. That's just now. That's just the Twitch payout. That does it not does include donations. Does not include tips, does not include donations or anything or advertised deals or sponsorship deals. That's just a straight up Twitch payout. Yeah. Insane. Insane. Makes me want to think, well, and you know, my mom, my mom always said, oh, playing those video games won't get you anywhere. No, but it'll make me $10 million. Piss yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, like tie yourself to your chair and never leave your house and have a dedicated broadcast schedule. Exactly. <laughs> I just, oh my I just can't imagine. Like, I love, don't get me wrong, I love gaming, but the minute it turns into work is when I have to stop. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I cannot yeah. make, I cannot make this a. Um, if I make a little money off the side, okay, but I don't really stream for money. I have a stream just for entertainment. That's why I have a real job. Yeah. And this isn't to say that streamers don't have real jobs because some of them actually do. They just do this on the side, which I respect. And for anyone that does this full time and makes money, I respect. Hell, Maximilian, dude, makes more money than Ninja. Let what? that sink. Make let that sink in. Really? By two hundred thousand dollars. 
Yeah, like Maximilian dude in a span of two years made 1.9 million. Um, Ninja only made 1.7 on Twitch. That's crazy. I know. I I didn't look at that. I didn't know how much he had made. Yeah, I I was shocked too. Amazing. Or is this the wait, 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 wait? Is this the because the original leak they had accidentally um did not have the scent thing in the right place so some people's stuff was times by 10 no it, it was a this time period stuff. this is the final stuff between august of 2019 to october of now that's crazy yeah i'm looking for him maximilian dude well a lot of these people never mind i don't even need to look at this i'm just like oh these are all millionaires all right cool right good for them good for them Pokimane pulled in like 1.5 milli. Man. Yeah, Maximilian did 1.4. Good for him. Who would have thought that the guy that made like, um, the guy that made a bunch of like Call of Duty videos pivoting to fighting games would be such a great decision for him? Well, you know, the, the biggest thing about him is he does a lot of fighting games, but that's not the only thing that he does. And that's what's really making him that money. Yeah, well, the yo video game stuff and yeah, all that. I actually met his wife and his um dog at Evo um six years ago. You met Benny? Yeah, she was really nice, and the dog was really cute too. But yeah, I met them both. They were so 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 nice, so nice. And I apparently missed Jamie Lee Curtis, who cosplayed as Vega. Yes, she walked Uh, probably walked right by you. She really did. I was like, damn. I was going to say, I loved you in trading places. Heck yeah, that's the right pull. That's the right option. Like, yes. So, um, I just think it's it's crazy. And I look at Amarath, and she made like a 900,000 in a span of two years. She just got banned, didn't she? I think I saw a headline that she had gotten banned again. Yeah, she got banned. I mean, look. It's like, dude, if you're an attractive redhead with some assets that you definitely show if you get my draft and you're doing ASMR licking and you have 23,000 viewers on your stream, yeah, yeah, you're you're making money. You're, also, you're uh, none of those people are there for Smash Brothers, so oh, they're there for that. No. So. Oh, hell no. I mean, the moment that they started doing lifestyle um, as an option... It's like that changes the the entire conversation. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's uh man, that is it, it is funny to see all how much that's all grown and how much that's all changed. Oh, that's neat. Let's see. Well, good for all of those people for sticking with their hustle because uh it's stressful, it's terrible, and I mean they all burn out and have like every single one of the people on that list has had to like step away for at least a little bit. So I'm glad that they're not doing that for like ten grand. <laughs> yes. I know, right? Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, that's that's that is a crazy story. I just one final actual thought out of me is like this Metroid game is one of the fastest selling Metroid games for Japan. Metroid's never really clicked with Japan. How funny is that the one that's developed in Spain is the one that really clicks in Japan? Crazy. Oh wow, that's crazy. Very. I wonder if it has to do with the Switch because there wasn't a Metroid on the. What was 
Oh wait, there was. There was on the Wii or the Wii U. It was the bad one, right? Yes, Metroid other um developed by Team Ninja. Yeah, so this That's... is like the the latest best Metroid game on a home console, I suppose. Yeah, this is this is like straight up. This is mainline Metroid. There's Metroid, Metroid 2 Return of Samus, Super Metroid, Metroid Fusion, and this is Dread. The first mainline Metroid game in over 19 years. That's that is that's huge. That is huge. The last time we played a mainline Metroid game was in 2002. Wow. Fusion came out. Take that and let that sink in. Man. They make you wait. They make you wait. They they definitely make you wait. That's so funny. And I got a hand it to them. They did a good, they did an amazing job. I want some DLC though. I don't care. I want some DLC. (laughs) So I have no problem paying for something that's amazing. So give me more of it. I would Mm -hmm. be more than happy to pay for it. Hmm. No questions asked. So that's too cool. And that's how I feel about No More Heroes 3, in a sense, because I feel like a lot of content got cut. It just feels, the game just feels empty. I know the game is great, but it's okay to take notice of some of the uh, mm-hmm. things that's a little bit off-putting. Like, even yeah. through some of the worlds, some of the areas, some <laughs> of the areas are even cut off. Yeah. If you get to it, like, what the hell is this? And then people are saying, oh, this is actually the finished product. I'm like, no, it's not. No, uh, it's not. I, I actually do think that he included areas that weren't included just to... There's a lot of stuff tonally where it just feels like he's screwing with you. Mm-hmm. Like, um, this kind of fits with some of the stuff that they've done, that they do later in the game, where I think to a certain yeah. degree... Oh, I could be wrong. I think I also read that they said that this, the limitations of the Switch hardware, like they had more ideas for the open world and they realized that they just couldn't get them to work well. Which then just makes it a tribute to uh, No More Heroes 1, which had a big empty open world as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. But here's another thing. Marvelous owns the majority of the No More Heroes franchise. That's the reason why you have Heroes Paradise ported to the playstation because when you look at it i don't see grasshopper manufacturer on there at all it is not on a ps3 version in this game Mm. they own for this ip grasshopper owns a tiny part of it everything else is owned by marvelous and they contract it out to another company that's why it runs the way it does Mm. so could we see a P- an actual PC port of Normal Heroes 3? I surely would hope so. Mm-hmm. We've seen one, two, and um, Driver Strikes again. No reason why I wouldn't see three. Yeah. Uh, there's probably like a, a window, probably like six months yeah. or. Yeah. I can see that. But I mean. Man, this game will run a hell of a lot better on PC. And they're just doing it doing a disservice if it doesn't get on PC. And they this is a game that needs to get a um PC port. Period. 
Like if not, they're just shooting themselves in the foot. Like I can't be driving. It would be good. Can't be driving around in like what thirty <laughs> frames a second, sub thirty frames a second. Like oh, this is. Oh, just wait to have you played the driving mini game oh yet? Oh my god, I have. I suck at it. It's so, so terrible. It's hard. It's hard. They patched it so that you can get the rewards for just having silver medals instead of gold. Oh, thank God. They're just like, oh, no. But that's one of the things that broke me. I'm like, I'm not going to go get t shirts. I'm not going to plant coconuts. I'm not going to. Like, at a certain point, I think, like, the some of the side stuff is designed to make you question yourself. Oh gosh. Oh. Um, oh goodness. But yeah, it, it, it's a neat thing. It's it's neat. But yeah, I guess uh, I I think I'm either gonna well p- plot twist while we were all talking. I did purchase Metroid Dread, so I'll try that out. Yes. Um, oh yeah. Though I, I think with the time we have left before I fall asleep, I am gonna maybe give Good Life another twenty thirty minutes to see what happens. I'm really interested about that one. I gotta turn into a cat at least, or a dog. If they let me pick, I'll probably be a dog. What? Arf. Bark. (laughs) Brack? Brack. But they, well, they also said there's some people that will only talk to you. It's the weird thing. I have not been, but like they have this whole tutorial thing probably like some of the people are part of Team Dog and some of the people are part of Team Cat. Find out what that means. I'm like, oh, I guess maybe everyone transforms. Hmm. It's a weird game. It's a weird game. What do you guys think you're going to play next? I think that's a fun way to wrap this up. What's the next game you're playing? As I look at my Steam queue, like as soon as I'm done right now, mm-hmm. as soon as we're done here, I want to play some more Melty Blood because I'm tr- I am actually trying to get better. I'm trying to tap into my college roots when I played at Cadenza on and off so, so much. It's crazy. Like I should be playing Metroid Dread right now, but I'm about to start playing a, a fighting game. I get bodied, mm-hmm. <laughs> but especially anime games. Anime fighting games are not easy. They're they're much harder to play. They're so much harder to play. <laughs> Anything with long combos, it becomes a one player game. It's like I love the DBZ fighter, but every time I've ever played that, I get hit once, and I'm like, all right, I'm just watching an anime now. Well. You'll well at least in multi blood type Lumina, like the maximum amount of damage you can do per combo is probably like thirty five percent. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, so this isn't like Marvel where it's one touch, one kill, and you can't leave any characters alive. It's not like that because mm. um, the limitations in place prevent you from doing that. So that's one thing it does have going for it. Which I do like, so I don't give it that much. So where you, where are you going next, Sam? Well, I still need to finish um, Resident Evil A and Control, but I really want to play The Last of Us on PlayStation. So I'm hoping to add that to my list yeah. of games. <laughs> there we go. Well, awesome. Sounds like we have plenty of gaming to do uh yeah thank you guys for uh for hanging out and talking about those video games yeah, thank you so welcome. win back game of the year 2021 i've called it all righty i agree we're, we're yes. out win back forever this podcast has a t-shirt the first t-shirt would say win back forever win back forever no. <laughs> oh my god no <laughs>